Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 50 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. Apologies for not getting the episode out yesterday. I'm hoping to get a couple out today but we'll see how he gets on. Um, so this may be the last one we cover. We have to cover Matthew 6 uh, to Matthew 7 uh, in the week of February the 20th to February the 26th. Uh, but we'll see uh, how the rest of the day goes. Uh, so we're going to continue from where we left off yesterday in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse um, 7. And it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. This uh, scriptural invitation is one that we hear often, and one which reminds us that if we seek spiritual things, if we seek for things uh, to do with the Saviour and to follow him, all we need to do is ask. Um, and then be willing to act, of course. Um, and I think that that is such a key thing. I like the the, the idea and the aspects of knocking because, of course, and, ask, and, and asking, to be fair, because it requires effort on our part and then we are given um, the the blessing or the, um, the direction. Or at least if we are not ready to receive that specific thing we are asking for, it shows to our Heavenly Father the intent that we have to act. Uh, and that we are ready to receive uh, when the time is right. Keith B., uh, Elder Keith B. McMullen said this, quote, The testimony of Jesus comes to those who pray to receive it. Asking it shall be given you is the invitation that leads the humble and penitent to such knowledge. With this knowledge, the seeker also gains an understanding of the origin and purposes of life, opening vistas that would other- otherwise remain hidden. Close quote. These gifts or these things that we can be given if we ask for them are given to us by a loving Heavenly Father that knows exactly what is needed for us, the best thing for us that we could have at that time. We do not often know the thing that is best for us. We might think that we do, um, but he knows what is best for us. Uh, in verse 9, it says, What man of there is, is there of you whom if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good th- gifts unto your children, how much more shall Father in, which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Um, I like, first of all, the bread and the stone um, analogy, because, of course, perhaps that is the Saviour reflecting on his time uh, when he was in the wilderness and tempted, um, and that he is testifying here that the Father will give us the bread when we require it, um, but also the fact that, you know, he reminds us that our Heavenly Father knows how to give good things to them that ask. Uh, and we just need to follow him and to make the choices that we need to, to begin that journey. All the things that he's talked about leading up till this point are the things which we need to do. Um, which again are not easy, as we've discussed over the last week and a half or so, or the last couple of weeks almost now. Um, but they are certainly clear for us uh, to know where we need to go. In verse 15 and 16, it talks about false prophets. It says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Um, What I like about this is, first of all, this indicates to us that if there are false prophets, then... In theory, there will be prophets after Christ. Um, this kind of this, this kind of point that I make is obviously to kind of address any issues or points that are raised by our fellow Christians who don't believe that there is any need for a living day modern prophets or apostles. And 
you know, for me, the Saviour, there's a number of things that show to me that why the Saviour intended for there to be continuing or continuing revelation through the medium of prophets and apostles. I mean, we're going to study a bunch of it in, in the second half of this year when we get to the Acts of the Apostles and how they act in an, an apostolic um, ministry uh, and in a way which we see the apostles working today. But also the fact that the Saviour here says that there are false prophets that come in sheep's, sheep's clothing. If there were to be no prof, uh, prophets, he may as well have just said any prophets that come to you uh, because they are in sheep's clothing. But he says false prophets, which indicate that there will be, you know, equally true prophets. Uh, and so um, whilst we are to need to, to be aware of false prophets, and these false prophets can come in many guises or in many ways, um, certainly uh, in the world we have many things that are backed perhaps by evidence which suggests that we need to do things in a certain way which go against um, the the will of God. Um, and that can be an example of a false prophet. We also have individuals perhaps who seek to get gain or seek to get power within the church uh, who uh, come in a, in a way that is seemingly um, backed up by by what they say is revelation, whereas it isn't. Um, it isn't backed by what teachings of living day prophets and apostles have said and taught, and in the scriptures. But um, yeah, I think that you know false prophets we need to be aware of, and so as such, we have clear methods and ways of receiving revelation for the church and for ourselves. It's very important that we do not take any revelation that is received for us by anyone. Um, and I, would, I was about to say, except it be from someone like a bishop or a state president. But actually, even so, I think we have to be careful with that because ultimately, and I, having worked with um, individuals who have served in these callings quite closely, um, it's quite clear that the idea of this priesthood line of revelation and the personal line of revelation, the, the priesthood line is not to direct your innermost decisions day in day out of how your life is going to pan out obviously you know they teach true principles and doctrines which help you to make the correct choices in terms of a spiritual nature uh, and that is important but in terms of your day-to-day -day life and what decisions you make which form the rest of your life which are immense it comes down to you they can't make those choices for you um and so I think that that is so. It's another important reason why President Nelson has spoken so much about personal revelation and about how we cannot survive in today's world without that seeking that personal revelation. So yeah, I think that's fantastic that principle. And as the Savior says, a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruits, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruits. Um, and in verse twenty, by their fruits ye shall know them indicating again it's by the decisions it's by our actions it's by the things that we do that we can truly see uh, the intent of a person um, and over time um, that can be brought to light thank you so much for listening today we'll see if we can get a final episode in to discuss the the final part of this chapter seven but again some powerful messages by our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And uh, hopefully uh, we can apply some of them in some way. Of course, apply, listening to them all over the last two weeks and trying to apply them all at once may, be a feeling, may feel overwhelming. And indeed, you know, it is a lifelong pursuit, this uh, being a, a disciple of Christ. But if we can pick one thing, perhaps, from the last couple of weeks and apply it, you know, from today and try it out and build that habit with it, you know, we'll be on our way. So, you know, it's a, 
been a great opportunity to study this sermon, this sermon on the Mount. Thank you so much for listening and until we meet again.